0: This is an odd episode, so I think I'm gonna put it as a bonus episode. Yeah, I am Imran Leo Porter Ginema, and today I have no guests. It's just me and you, the listener. I'm glad you tuned in. I haven't been having a lot of guests lately. I've recently had one, and I'm very grateful for that. But with when a door closes, you know, you have to. <laughs> Uh, a window opens instead I suppose so I'll, I'll take this opportunity to just talk about things that that are important to me and something that I've been I've been keeping inside for a while and that I feel that I wanted to, to, to put out there and see how how people respond Um. so I'm going to be talking about Africa and specifically Chad I I was going to make like some sort of template on things that I should talk about and I probably should have done that but it's, it's all in my head and I'm just going to let it just going to let it all up. So, as you may or may not know, um, my father is Chadian. He got his American citizenship, but he was born in Chad. And he's, he's there right now, taking care of the family business and whatever. But recently, because this is 2021, the president of Chad died and his son took over. Now, um, that's everything. This whole politics of the thing, blah, 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 and to get into it. Chad is in a miserable place, but it's been like that for, for quite some time. But I'm not going to, that's not, that's not the focus of what I'm trying to say here. What, I'm, what I want to illustrate is what could be the possibilities of what of what we could have and what we could do. Because, uh, I mean, it is important to focus on it now. But what's the point of moving forward if you don't know where you're going? You have to have something that you need to aspire to, and I, I feel like that's what I, I've constructed in my head, <laughs> whatever. Um, yes. So it's it's not good right now, and people are impoverished, and people are suffering. And um, Chad's like, what the second most proliferating country? Like, there's, there's children coming out of the wazoo. There's a lot more people. Um, I don't think that's a good thing. I think that having a stable Grove, right, blah 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 blah. We'll get to we'll get to that later. What I wanted to illustrate to get to the point of it, is the possibilities that lay underneath. So in last year, in November of twenty twenty, I went to in Chad to visit my father there. Cause I uh, you know I was just scanning documents and making sure that there everything was just to lend a helping hand and try to help him out. And one day he, he went like he, he was out or he was out for a few days or whatever. And so I was just there and I was just thinking to myself, we're we're like in the center of this great continent and nothing is happening there are some some Af- other african nations that are you know moving forward and that are growing but chad is just it's stagnant you know it needs to grow and that people deserve the people deserve better so and i was talking to some friends and uh, and i would said this beforehand i said well, you know chad is dead center chad should be like a hub you know, it should be like a hub for, it should. it's like the Switzerland of Africa, it's right in the center. I mean, you could, I mean, there's also Central African Republic, but I'm biased, so I'm going to go with Chad, and I also think Chad is, you know, much in a, even though things are not 100% stable, it's a lot more stable than things are in the Af- Central African Republic, but that's just, that's just that. So, I was talking about the possibilities of, first my mind went to transportation. This was, this was an odd moment, because I was thinking, well you know, a railroad system, and uh, this is when I went, like, crazy, and I looked at, like, a map, and I did, like, the math, and I calculated what if a maglev, so, so I went with a maglev train, which is funny, because I'm sure that if I did this, something like this 30 years ago, I would have just said a train, and, or, I mean, there was, whatever, but, and if I would have said this, done this um, podcast 30 years from now, I would have said a Hyperloop, but, you know, some, some have advantages, some have disadvantages. I just like maglev trains, and I'll stick with that. Again, it's just a method of transportation that moves large like, amounts of shipping items and people at very high rates. That's the uh, very high speeds and at relatively low cost. That would be, that's the essence of what you got to understand here. So I did one, it would go from the car all the way to, um... Uh... Dang it, I, for- I forgot, but it was like Somalia or whatever. But I didn't know Somalia was also kind of unstable, but that's, that's not the point. It would be, you'd have two lines going perpendicular, and I realized that they would line up with Chad. There was one going from Tunis all the way down to Johannesburg, or um, I think Cairo all the way down to Johannesburg. Um, but either way, I figured this would be awesome. And then at that intersection is where you would build the new capital for Chad. That I want to call New Fall at me, and I like that idea. I was like, "Oh man, that's really cool," you know. Every time you put new something, but whatever. That's just that's just me being like silly. With this, it would hopefully help. It it would push this sort of economic flourishing, you know, across the continent. And this this ease of transportation is something that I feel like Africa needs because you know. You can you can book a plane, but sometimes it's often expensive and whatever. And this, this accessibility would allow for uh, much better diversification when it comes to when it comes to um, resource transportation and, and and what have you. This leads to one of my like third points. Third points. I don't know how many points I have. I have a lot of ideas, but. It would be... Because my immediate thought goes, oh, this is not good. It would be going straight through the rainforest. I mean, you could go under, but that's a whole other set of logistics or whatever. And it got me thinking about, you know, the environment. The environment for me is something that is important and I don't think it's something that you just neglect. I do think that... Is something that we have to educate people about and something that needs to be kept in mind. So with the development of Chad, I wouldn't want it to just be development for the sake of development because uh, there's plenty of countries in Africa doing that, which is good because people get better lives and get, you know, and become better in the process. But I don't want an, just another, you know, generic just growing from like, oh, wow, this is great because ultimately just because something's been done the same way doesn't mean it can't be done better. And in this new city, for example, I would want there to be, I I would want to approach the process of building a city and building a hub in a completely different fashion. And this is when my mind starts racing. So we're going to corner off the rest of the continent and just talk about chat specifically. And I remember this, I wanted to touch on three specific. So education is the first one. I believe education is, is everything you know you 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 instill a sense of curiosity or just you know you instill knowledge into people and it allows for a more prosperous people and a more prosperous future in my opinion um i feel like for example the educational system is really letting down americans it, it it's just, it's just awful i mean it's not awful but it does not allow for <laughs> it does not allow for growth and and i i feel like it it's too lenient it that's just my well i mean perspective blah 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 aside i just feel like you know but again this is a whole this is a whole letter this is apples to oranges it's not the point and we're gonna get to that later with certain cultural disparities or whatever so one of the one of the things that that yeah i want to focus on is education so the capital would have schools or whatever but I wanted to implement this, this four four city sorta of structure in the whole country. And they would all be sorta of facets to what I'm trying to get at. So there'd be new Falami where the two two railroads intersect. And there would be of course, you know, a large airport and all the Kuchinma that you would have for a large city. The old capital, in Jemena, I think in this new capital, what I mean there's not a lot of large towns, so you could build off of basically nothing to do this the old capital would become the financial capital it's it's old and it i mean you could still develop stuff but it, for the reason that i don't want to just you know throw it away you know just forget about it you could just turn it into the financial capital and have it be more of a economic hub kind of like new york is to to the united states and you would have a lot more universities that are focused on business and and the tech center and et etc, then you would have these these two down in Moisela, which um is near and dear to myself and to my father. That's where it would be the the cultural hub. I don't want there to be too much too much <laughs> transformation, but it would be a place for for more historians to to hang out and people to to discover a little more about. What it means to 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 live in africa and we're going to touch on that afterwards and then here's the here's the sort of hook right because all this is all fine but how do you how do you improve image because i mean image is not everything you do need like substance but you need a hook to bring people in because right now people coming in i mean people go to chad for like zakuma you know it's, it's basically kind of like a safari or whatever it's it's bringing in cash for the people who are in charge in Chad, but it's not bringing cash for the people blah blah blah. So I would it would be up north and it would be called Wakanda. Specifically just just for all the reasons you think it's be called Wakanda it's called Wakanda just because. And it would be essentially like Vegas, right? Essentially like Vegas and it would be you'd have hotels, resorts, casinos, entertainment. You could have like sand sledding, whatever. But that would be that would be that aspect of that city. Now that I have all those four set up, let's talk about development. So, like I said, education is important. And I think it's because I want to avoid one of the pitfalls of development. Or pitfalls, but, you know, it, it could be considered a rule. Which means, which is when you go through demographic transition. Now, demographic transition is, is, is fairly simple, and I think it's, is it four steps? point is, you have a lot of people that have a lot of children, and their quality of life is poor, so that means that a lot of people die off, and a lot of children die off, so they just have a high rate of, of children popping out, blah, blah, blah. At some point with industrialization, right, things get a little better, and... With this, the like child mortality rate, or just the mortality rate in general, goes down. People are better taken care of, have more money. And what happens is that there's this huge explosion of people. Because suddenly, not everyone's dying off. And you just have a large amount of people. Like, my grandmother has like nine siblings or whatever. or She's one of eight or whatever. But you get the point. The generation after that still has a number of children. So my grandmother had five children based off of the expectations of the previous generation, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it, you know, it's it's a little more little more reasonable. And then a generation after that has, you know, 2.3 or 2.5. The 0.5 doesn't mean you have half a human. I remember this. This was in in our history slash geography class where we discussed this. The 0.5 doesn't mean it's half a person. That's just statistics or whatever. And that's why, you know, these days adults mostly have A family of one or two children and that's i think that's um, you know a more reasonable amount single children are a bit you know not to not to alienate single children but i think that social interaction is important blah 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 who cares so so this is why i would want to highlight education so um you know just education sexual education and and all that are things that are important and that would allow to prevent this this explosion of population because in 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 like I forget what the median age of, um, chat, like, the natality rate is. I'll do it, wait, you know what? I'm gonna do a quick search. Holy cow. 5.75 births per woman. And it's like, Nigeria is 6.9, which is just, I mean, whew. it's a lot, you know? It's, it's not as much as I thought it was, but it's still, it's still quite a bit, and with how things are, I mean, I, i I think I've heard higher numbers, but it should be lowered to, like, a, like a two, because we're not trying to, we're not trying to, com create an industrial sort of revolution we're trying to create a a prosperous revolution if that makes any sense i'm trying to i'm trying to future-proof things so we don't have to just you know keep doing the same process which leads me to my my second point which is the the environment so i've talked about you know uh i've talked about education economics i guess and then healthcare. and this this category that i'm about to explain sort of falls in between the two. So, with all this development, I want to avoid the pitfalls of, well, development. I know that sounds a bit strange, but what I mean is a lot of emissions come from concrete. These these large concrete structures that we're building just, you know, keep popping up, keep popping up, and they're they're impressive, and I know that they're important for economic development, but I feel as though they, they... there would be a better method of approach, and there would be a better method of construction. That being said, this associates with one of my key fundamental aspects of what I, what, I, what I want to do here, which is build recognition. If you ask me, Africa as a continent has been more than just pillaged of its people. It's been pillaged of its ideas. Growing up throughout the years, I've always said, oh, well, I'm half from the States and I'm half you know, from Chad. They're like, Where's Chad? I said, It's in Africa. This is Africa big. I said, Yes, it's a continent. There's actually 50 or more countries in there. And they say, Wow, I didn't know that. They like, you know, I'm like, Okay, that's, the, that's where the education system stands. But, but whatever. I mean, I, I have had the, the privilege of, of moving between countries, and that's 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 great and all. But I feel like you need some sort of sense of how geography applies on a large scale. But whatever, that's just me complaining. The point I was trying to make is. A country can be distinguished between two f- factors. You know, it's soft power and it's and it's strong power. Some of the countries with strong power is like you know the United States, Russia, China, huge armies, huge like you know it's 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 crazy. Talk about the importance of that. All you want. I find that the stronger weapon is the soft power of a nation. Take Japan for example. You've probably heard of it. Why? Because Japan has such a a large arsenal if you will of soft power how people you know people like sushi people like anime people are, are intrigued with the culture the language and the the substance of it all you know it's it's engraved in uh, so many things that we do and and I feel that that is something that is more potent than just you know, hand grenades not not to say that, that 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 weaponry is not important that's you know politics blah 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 but i hope you understand the point i'm trying to make here um switzerland you know everyone knows it's like oh well you know switzerland they have to have chocolate uh, you know but you have an idea that you're expressing <laughs> if if i word if i even worded that correctly the point i'm trying to make is you know people talk about cultural appropriation that's its whole own discussion I just feel like people don't have a proper source or idea of of where things come from. For example, so one of the like my favorite beverages in Chad, for example, is a uh, Manir. I call it maniyo because it's, it's in Bi. It's probably called a lot of other things in Senegal. It was called bissap. You know, it's it's hibiscus flower juice. It's delicious. It's awesome. And I know there's other places that produce hibiscus, I know. but f- for for myself, it's a it's a staple of Chad. When I go back, I'm like, oh my god, you know. I'm gonna drink some, some mania. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna be eating kalishi, which is just spiced meat, and I believe there's a different kind in South Africa. Well, I know there's a lot of similarities between a lot of stuff across the entire continent with some variation. That's that's gonna be obvious, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to get at. One of the aspects, or one of the things that I wanted to do, was have the Africa Future Program or whatever. You know, this was, this was my vision. This was something that I, that I was like, this would be, this would be incredible. It'd be something that would be, because so far, everyone is alone. You know what I mean? When, when a country wants to do something, it's just, it's at its own, it's at the mercy of everything else in the world. And it's always, it's always like, you know, we're, we're developing, right? And I I know what they say, countries don't have friends, they have interests. That's fine. But, in the, in, in, this, in the spirit of, of that, I, I think it's in all the countries' interests to ensure the development of, of the rest of the countries. I don't know. I know I'm saying a lot of conflicting stuff, and it, it, it is probably a little annoying that I haven't structured this properly, but I'm going to continue anyways. It would be this big council meeting. And it would be like the a development project unseen before, where where people from around in majority from around the African continent and in like, you know, for development of Chad for people from Chad who've gone to France and, and all this assemble in order to build a unique framework for how this development would work. I, I broke this down into several items. So in terms of, in terms of ar- architecture and whatnot a lot of, a lot of, you know, you have basically two parties of thought when it comes to an African nation. Either it was owned by the British, or it was owned by the French, and in the case of the DRC, it was owned by Belgium. That's, that's basically how it goes. And so there is this sort of, you know, projection of these ideas onto it. If you go to Senegal, a lot of old-timey, well not old, old-timey, old but a lot of houses, you know, built out of concrete. Different sort of uh, idea, but like, what, for houses, you know what I mean? You can you can you can almost taste the French if that makes any sense at all in how houses are designed and whatnot. And I I haven't been to too many British colonial countries, but um, I would assume it's the same as well. Except I think the British the British usually would build to for it to last. They would build in anticipation for it to last a while, as though the French is built there just because they're like, all right, you know, this is our colony. We'll build there, and who cares whatever happens next. I, I feel like this would this—I know I'm flip-flopping a lot—but this the sort of assembly would be an opportunity to start fresh and to give a sort of sense and purpose to how to move forward. Because so far, there's a coup d'état almost every almost every minute. It feels like you know Molly's going for one now. Everything's just unstable, and everyone's at the whim of someone else or someone else's intentions. And I don't—that's not good. That's—I feel like people need to be able to to develop, learn and and live prosperously and to be able to industrialize and be able to profit to make to ensure something more you know i feel like the african continent itself has this place and i feel like chad has this place in in the future one of the things that that is a staple of of, of, well not staple a lot of again i'm going to be saying this a lot (laughs) a lot of african nations have this but it's essentially a bull it's essentially like just Millet, you can do it with millet, you can do it with corn, you can do it with flour, just a big, large ball, and then you eat it. You tear it off, and then you eat it with a, a sauce of any kind. You have sos gumbo, sos as they say in Chad, or whatever. Everywhere, every region has, like, you know, in um in the DRC, for example, they had, like, they called it fufu. You know, there's there's variations. sometimes it's like rice and chicken. In, in the case of Senegal, I believe that was called... Oh, my bad. Um, it was it was rice and rice and fish. Did I say rice and fish, or did I say rice and chicken? Whatever. But you know, in Senegal, it was called like uh, chibougnon. It's good and all, you know, but it it feels very obscure. I would want to bring in like a collection of chefs, not only from not only from France, but also people Chadians who have lived in both, and as well as not for chibougnon. I'm talking about boule, but also local traditional chat who know how to do it properly, if you will, and scheme together or associate together ways of presenting the meal. Because if you ask me, 30% of how you enjoy something is how it's presented, how to present it, how to market it, and how to make something that's, that's palatable, palatable. Because I think I do think it's an acquired taste. I, I find it delicious. It's awesome. But that's because I've grown up with it. It's extremely healthy if you... And I think that that would add to the sort of aesthetic to the resorts or whatever. But I I feel like people who are not acclimated to it don't often take on this. But I feel like there's a lot of potential here, and it would help develop this this notion of soft power that I'm talking about. That would push the 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 brand forward, if that makes any sense. Although I'm not trying to I'm not trying to turn chat into a business. I'm just trying to make make it a better place f- for people. And I feel that having very clear and established cuisine is one of those ways of having of having recognition and, and distinction and i'm sure there's overlap with you know a lot of the local because again they kind of our the, the countries in africa are kind of arbitrarily carved but that's old stuff we're not focusing on old stuff we're focusing on new stuff here and new technology and, and new development and this, it would be a bunch of african architects that that have studied in in other countries and are here to help and here to develop You'd have engineers that are that are enthusiastic about about the new prospects of new materials and new methods of of, of construction in order to build the the city of New Fallami, for example. That's what that's what I want, and that's what I that's what I see. I can see it so clearly that it's it's almost ridiculous to me that it that it hasn't happened yet. Chad to me is a is a diamond in the rough. There's so much potential that it just feels it feels like a waste, you know. There's so much sun in Chad, which is why. I find it preposterous that Chad isn't the new electric hub for the entire continent. The DRC for example, had a dam, but it was never well maintained it It practically had enough energy to to supply it generated almost enough energy to supply electricity to half the continent or I think it was the whole continent but it was it was it was great. But because of lack of like funding, I'm not sure about the whole story, it, or maintenance, it just fell apart, and it's, I don't think it's in, it's in use anymore these days. So having imp- not only solar farms, but the ability, for example, to have like, you know so- solar generators, all this and that, would allow a sort of forward movement of how the, the country would develop and grow, and I feel like that's, that's something that's important. You'd have Maglev Chars, you would have a very comprehensive subway system that is designed with with Africanization in mind. So, when I say Africanization, I'm talking about the, the small little cultural distinctions between how things are. Because usually, usually when something's designed, it's designed with les Occidentaux, <laughs> it's designed with Western countries in mind, you know, or first world countries in mind. One of the something that my or I forget who pointed out, but if you were to have a room right full of people usually the African people, even though they don't know each other, will sort of take less space in the room sitting closer to each other compared to if you had just a bunch of Americans, everyone would separate. I know this is not always the, the, you know, cardinal rule or whatever, but I hope you understand the the sort of essence. And this is, like, it's not 100% relevant, but it's it's just supposed to demonstrate the the possibilities of having different ideas. Because I think that, having different ideas and different outlooks and different perspectives would allow for something different and new and who knows maybe it would work better and it would be more suited um so there was cuisine technological development there's architecture but there's also also design africa's if you ask me the most stylish continent not you know i know i'm i know i'm (laughs) i know i'm biased but man like you got like there's so much there's so much potential and beauty that kind i of feel and and i know that you know there's understanding this when you're trying to develop a world not a world but you get what i'm saying when you're trying to develop a an idea you have to follow it to the ends where you thought never would think that it would go like i i i am honestly always perplexed at the ridiculous nature of you know fashion shows or whatever knowing this i i'm sure that like in the 50 40 years after this whole big development that i proposed or whatever it would, you know, there'd be some, some outlandish Lady Gaga slash um, Hunger Games-esque clothing designs, but that's whatever. I don't really care. I just feel like there's there's so much room for, for potential, you know? I tend to think I look pretty fly, but I feel like, you know, you put on a jelly beer or whatever, you'll still look fly, and you could reorganize and rehash in so many different like ways i don't know i just feel like it, you need to you need to l- l- dig deeper you know in order to find it. we've only scratched the surface so far most representations of of things come from like for example take take wakanda them in the black panther movies or movie but if you're hearing this because i don't know don't think anyone actually listens to my podcast so far from the movie that came out wakanda's it's cool looking but you can other than a few keynotes, you can clearly tell that it was... Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should look into it. Maybe I should do some sort of semblance of research. But it feels very, like, what if Western civilization thought of Africa, you know? Same sort of with Numbanics. I think Numbani is a little more... It, I'm talking about Overwatch, because I'm a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid sentence. Um, the point is, I think that it's, it's a cool idea of how it would be designed. But I don't think that's the... That's the extent of it. I think that there, there's also a lot of factors in place that you need to take take into account. You know, there's the heat. The heat in Chad is so potent. It's so hot. But uh, I thought of I thought of that, like, that would be a component of living in the resort in, in upper northern Chad or whatever. Because there's a desert. It would be cool at night, so a lot of partying and during the day. You could do, like, sports or whatever. And you'd sweat off a ton of weight. Every time I go back, I lose... I, like like that i just lose so much weight i'm yammering. i'm going on i just feel again i'm I'm repeating this i'm repeating myself and i'm I'm sorry for that that we're not there yet we're we're we've barely touched the surface i have a have an interest in in computer science for example i feel like i forget rwanda built that that phone and it's the first africa built phone but i feel that i would love to run i would want to be i'd want to be the um (laughs) <laughs> well i was gonna say steve jobs but he dies and then there's tim cook whatever uh, maybe the Wozniak. nah i'm more of a steve jobs guy who cares of, of africa in the sense of push of pushing this um this new form of, of of communication new form or whatever this this can be a whole other thing if you want me to talk about it it was it was a phone which would be already integrated with all of the processes that we have today Much like Xiaomi or whatever, it would have its own OS. I want to call it Hibiscus OS, because that sounds cool. And it would utilize short-form radio waves. If I'm using that right, the physicist in me is probably saying no, but to communicate packets of information uh, sort of like a a web and sort of creating like this decentralized internet kind of like in um silicon valley or whatever but that's just that's a topic for another video and i feel like it would be something that's that's cool and that would allow for a competitor in the market but also allow for a whole new angle and perspective on how we as humans communicate now i don't know how things are going to move forward from now on so we'll keep in, that in mind but i feel like that's something that has to happen because so far chad and i'm sure a lot of other nations are just ex- exploited you know they're just and not even well it's it's always it's always like it's second tier you know it's like well there's money there so let's just go get some you know whatever like is left france in particular i know that they're, they're they have a vested interest in keeping chad under control but that's that's um you didn't hear that from me you know a lot of chinese companies come into chad i respect chinese culture but i do think the chinese government itself is very predatory and it's very it, it has such a high mass and very little attachment to to whatever they latch onto that i don't feel i i don't feel any sort of positive um you know there's no there's no symbiosis it's just it's just prey and food you know there's these companies i forget techno techno is dominating a lot of the african markets or whatever there's there's this 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 sort of push and pull and i feel like there needs to be this this new age of, of of development of prosperity and of possibility that's just me i'm i'm ridiculous and i'm just trying to put my my ridiculous vision out there Maybe one day I'll I'll live to see it. I don't think we'll, well it'll be anytime soon because everything is a mess right now and people don't know how to think and yeah I don't know. Thank you for listening to to my Durant of a madman who dares to dream and for not rolling your eyes at that absolutely ridiculous sentence. But I hope you I hope you enjoyed and I hope this inspired ideas for yourself as well. Tell me what you think about. Uh, about the possibilities of development in Africa? Do you think that I'm I'm absolutely wrong? Do you think I'm absolutely right? Just let me know. If this this is on YouTube, then you can do that by commenting. If this is um, on Anchor, um, thank you again for listening. Uh, Let me know if you want me to follow up and to clarify my ideas. I will be trying to make a more structured chart next time, and I will try to bring this to you if you ask for more. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the next broadcast of this podcast. Goodbye. Oh man, this beat is pretty chill.